I'm going to start today's episode off with a confession, and here it is. There is an intimidation factor to following Jesus, because you know that Jesus told his disciples to go and tell everyone. And if you're looking at the prospect of believing in Jesus and following Jesus, and you're wondering, what am I going to have to say? Here's the problem with that, is if you're a recent human being in our modern era, the only frame of reference you have for saying things on behalf of Jesus is a megaphone and a sandwich sign. And that's intimidating. And that is not at all what we're going to be talking about in this episode. So I want to relieve your fears a little bit. I will tell you this. I consider myself a below-average conversationalist (laughs) because I'm not good at small talk. I get in a crowd with people I don't know, and I can say hello, and I, I can smile at people, and I can do the very, very, very basics. But I always want to get right to the serious stuff. I always want to go like, all right, let's 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 talk about what we can do to change the world together. That's where I always want to go in conversations. And, and so I've struggled in this area. And that's why I want to talk about help for shy people today. My name is Gabe Kolstad. I'm from Westside Community Church in the Portland, Oregon area. And I'm thrilled to be hanging out with you here for just a few minutes to give you some practical help here on this Midweek Motivation podcast episode. Um, I want you to also know this. If you are somebody who's maybe considering, maybe you're just curious about faith, and so you're popping in here, I want you to know this is a good sneak peek into what does it mean to be a follower of Jesus when it comes to what am I going to, you know, how do I share? What would I be asked, uh, you know, to share, and how could I do it well? Um, I think it's a very important topic. So here's something you need to know. Jesus didn't just call us to be his mouth. He also called us to be his hands and feet. And so that's really a balance of demonstrating his good news and then proclaiming his good news. And anytime you see something that's out of balance, where maybe only one of those two is is emphasized, you know that you know there's really a missing piece of the puzzle and it can't be effective. That's not what he had in mind. So if you've grown tired of the loud, squeaking, religious voices in our society, one of the things you can know is that that's probably okay, (laughs) because those voices aren't always balanced out by the demonstration, you know, walk in the talk, and I think that's a really important piece to this as well. So here's a few tips. If you are somebody who, like me, struggles with small talk, you're, you know, you want to have spiritual conversations, but you're just not sure how to go about it, here's four tips. First is, look for an open door. You know, God provides open doors. And uh, in fact, the Apostle Paul says in Colossians 4.3, he says, pray that God will open a door for our message. I mean, this is kind of how he works. Like, maybe you're somebody who's who's experienced that, where God has worked on you and made you receptive enough to, to, to ask a question or to have a spiritual conversation. He's always at work. That's one of the things we all know. God has always been at work. He is at work now. He will keep being at work. And our goal would be to join him. So look for an open door. And an open door looks like what? Well, it looks like eye contact. That's something you can you can think about. You know, when you're meeting somebody and they're avoiding eye contact, that's probably not an open door. But if somebody's like, I'm, I'm going to give you eye contact, that might that could be a sign of an open door. Uh, questions could be the sign of an open door. Uh, good goodwill could be the sign of an open door. You know, curiosity about you, your life, uh, what you represent, those things could be an open door. So look for an open door if you feel like, you know, you want to pursue this thing of sharing the hope that you have if you're a follower of Jesus and you've experienced what God has done for you. He's changed your life. He's helped you with stress. He's answered your prayers. You want to share that 
How do you do it? Well, first of all, look for an open door. Second thing, take a genuine interest in other people. I think this is so important. This is why a lot of times um, religious people get this wrong is that they're on a more of a crusade than anything. They're they're trying, you know, they're they're going after this thing. We're like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go say the thing I'm supposed to say so I can check this off my list and feel better about myself. The problem with that is it's all about me. It is not at all about the person that God wants to partner with me to, you know, share the good news with. And I think it's important for us to note that interested is interesting. I love that phrase. I learned it from a book that I read, but interested is interesting. So if if I show interest in somebody, that's interesting to them, and it can spark a conversation. You know, obviously, um, it needs to be genuine. That's what I'm saying. Take a genuine interest. Don't just be like pretending, like a salesman that's sitting in an office trying to sell a product and so, you know, studies the room to count the number of children in the photo on the desk and then brings up the conference. Not that kind of thing. I'm talking about a genuine interest in a person. Philippians chapter 2, verse 4, in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul says, don't look out for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. That's, that's biblical, you know, to go like, I'm going to show an interest in you. What kinds of things might you look for? Well, what you might, you might look for their hurts, you might look for their needs, and you might look for their interests. In other words, what pain have they experienced, and how do you approach that gently, with dignity, with permission? How do you approach that to, you know, have a conversation that might be a healing conversation? Uh, what about their needs? What need might they have right now? Well, it kind of depends on their phase of life, right? So that's why it's important to kind of get to know people a little bit, to know their needs, to ask some questions and take that genuine interest. And then what are their interests? You know, what, what do they spend their time? What's their passion? What do they invest in? And just knowing those things, taking a genuine interest, explore those things, try to learn from them about those things. These are all ways that we can have a conversation, not that has a bullseye on it, where we're going to get some kind of points for having this conversation, but to go, you know what, I'm a human being, and there's another human being, and we do all really have some similar um, interests and hurts and needs. And so that's the third tip that I want to give you is this is, is build common ground. You know, when you find those things, build some common ground. Ask this question here. What are they passionate about? And how can we find commonality to build on? Like in the New Testament, we see in the book of Acts, the apostle Paul, he was in uh, Athens and uh, he was at this place called Mars Hill. My wife and I have actually been to this place called Mars Hill. It's this giant rock in Athens where they used to come and like the, the scholars, uh, the high-minded people of the city would come and debate. And so Paul was kind of walking around Athens and he noticed that there, they had so many different gods and so many different, you know, altars and all these things. And so Paul says in Acts 17, 22, it says, so Paul standing before the council addressed them as follows, says, men of Athens, I notice that you are very religious in every way. And he was basically saying, um, I feel like we have something in common here, you know? I also have spiritual questions and interests, and I see that you do too. And he started commending them for what they were after, kind of the motive behind what they were after, and really built a bridge. And, and they listened, and, and it created this really great conversation that turned into a movement that God wanted to create in that city. And you and I could be used that way to bring hope and help to people, I mean, I'm a, I'm a follower of Jesus who really believes in this message. I'm, I am not somebody who is um, passionate about this because of what it will get me. 
I feel like it's now been, and maybe at one point in my life I was, and I just got to be honest about that. But I got a, I got a switch in that. You know, my motive has shifted to I'm grateful for what God is doing in my life, and and that's what's motivating me to say, man, I care about my neighbors, I care about the people I meet in the community, and you know, if somebody will have a conversation with me, a below average conversationalist. Um, you can do this too. Here's the fourth thing, just a little tip. Be a friend. Be a real friend. You know, uh, I, I just want to reiterate the idea that people are not projects, that, um, you know, this isn't about drawing a bullseye on somebody and be like, ooh, you're my next victim. You're my next target. This is about being a human being who's discovered a God who loves us deeply, who transforms us because he loves us and it makes us better and he brings us life. Well, I want to share that, and I want to be a friend to somebody. And I'm not going to be a friend to somebody based on their response to our conversations or how deep we can go in conversations. I'm not going to like sit with them a couple of times, and then there's nothing happening. I'm like, well, later, peace out, next victim. That's not that's not a friend. I think Jesus calls us to be friends. And what we notice about the ministry of Jesus is that he poured time into people. I mean, he he poured time into people. He didn't just look for people that could do something for him. He never did that, actually. He looked for somebody that he could bless. He looked for somebody where he could add value, where he could be a friend, where he could demonstrate love. And he calls us to do the same thing. So if you're a shy person looking at this, you know, one of the things that can give you hope, and I know it will because I'm a shy person, really, and really struggle with this almost every single time. But when I realize, no, there's reality and there's value behind what I'm talking about, and it's changed my life for the better. That's worth sharing. That can get me over my shyness because I realize there's substance behind it. I don't need to be a salesman. I don't need to be good with words. You know, we're called to love our neighbors as ourselves. And so often when it comes to spiritual conversations, we get fixated on having the right words. But here's what I want to encourage you about. If you focus on the right motive, the words will take care of themselves. I want to encourage you today to just think about like what might God be opening up for you? If you're on the other end of this and you're going like, well, I'm kind of looking in right now, hopefully you've been relieved by um, the truth of what Jesus said and what the Apostle Paul said, that this isn't about making people your targets and painting a bullseye on somebody. This is about demonstrating love and, and sharing out of gratitude what God has done for us as individuals. My prayer would be that you would step into a relationship with him as well as he reaches out to you. So thanks so much for listening. I want to ask you to do two things today. First of all would be subscribe to this podcast. Just go ahead and hit that button, like it, share it. You know, if you're if you're listening with a notification, click that notification button. We want to we want to connect and I want you to spread the word so you could even share this with maybe three people who could use some help and hope today. And the other thing I want to ask you to do is consider popping by a Westside service on the weekend. You can do that online or right here at our physical location in the Portland, Oregon area. Just visit westsidecommunitychurch.com to get all the details. We hope to see you soon.